G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. It's Neil Johnson with you. It is the Wednesday edition of 2020 and we often say we talk about life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. Well, plenty of that ahead of us in a conversation over this next hour because we're going to talk about movies, the sort of movies that you might go to when you visit the cinema, perhaps on a weeknight outing or on a weekend, the sort of movies perhaps your children or your teenagers might be watching when they go to the movies. Well, our special guest over this coming hour loves film. He enjoys engaging in discussions about the latest instalments at the cinema, and then connecting this with the gospel. Our special guest through this hour, Russell Matthews. He's worked with City Bible Forum over the past 10 years. He's a reviewer for Insights Magazine, Entertainment Fuse, and his own blog is called Rustling Reviews. He moderates events called Real Dialogue, formerly known as The Forum at the Flicks, which connects the film industry with the general public. Let's welcome our special guest, Russell Matthews. Hi, Russ. Welcome along to 2020. how are you? How are you going, Neil? I'm very well, Russ, and uh, I must say, uh, last time we were talking, which is a fair while ago now, I had such a fabulous conversation with you and uh, just lifted the lid on so many issues to do with the movies. Fantastically. I really enjoyed it, too. When... uh when I got the call that you, you wanted to do something this year, I, I was really looking forward to it. Right. Well, let's talk about, before we get into the actual movies, and we've got plenty to talk about today, uh, let's uh, just quickly ask you about some of these things that your involvement is uh, is primarily in. Uh, City Bible Forum, and I know that uh, listeners will know that City Bible Forum happens in the CBDs of almost every capital city around Australia, and you That's guys correct. do you do morning programs, there's lunchtime gatherings, there's after-work gatherings, uh, connecting people who are workers in the CBD uh, with Christian faith and activities where people can engage with the culture that's in their city. That's great, yes. Now, let me just ask you, though, because there's a number of things that you're involved in, and uh, one called Real Dialogue. Explain how that all connects with uh, the way we're going to talk about movies today. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, Real Dialogue has really kind of come over the last few years. It's kind of uh, been birthed, as it were, um, through different opportunities of seeing how people really engage with films. It's also a great opportunity for Christians to invite um, their work colleagues, friends, family to come along and go see a film together. But then with Real Dialogue, what we do is we uh, will show a film 
and then afterwards we'll have a panel discussion on some of the main topics of the film. And they aren't necessarily Christian or faith-based films um, always, but they're usually just films that really give us um, a direct line into having that discussion. So we say with Real Dialogue is we engage films without disengaging our faith. We um, see the opportunity of kind of showing God's narrative kind of going through and being woven through many of the stories. And so some of the recent films that we've done, we did Brooklyn, which is a, was a fantastic film this past year. Um, and at the end of last year, we did The Walk. And then, this, and then we just most recently did, we actually did a faith-based film called Risen, um, where we uh, had um, some events where we showed the film, and then we had a panel discussion after that. Russ, sometimes people can be polarized when you are uh, when you hold a deep Christian faith, or if you've been a Christian for a long time, and and uh, there are various denominations that have a different view of of the movies, and some that's people true. are polarized, and uh, some people say, well, uh, you know, going to the movies, well, that's of the devil, uh, so we don't do that, and we don't encourage our kids to do that. Uh, there are others who take uh, perhaps a little more and. Uh, uh, careful using the word liberal, but a little more liberal uh, attitude where they say, well, in somehow or other, we need to engage with the culture because the movies are actually helping to shape the culture. That's right. uh, when you've got these real dialogue gatherings, what you're doing, I guess, is, is helping to uh, reflect on what the culture is saying through the movies. Exactly. I think, I think it's, a, it's definitely something worth engaging in considering because I definitely do, would never want to cause anyone to, um, you know, compromise what they believe. You know, if they want to go see films, that's fine. But I, I find that the vast majority of the public does enjoy seeing films, be it in the theaters or maybe even on DVD. But I guess the example you could kind of go to would be the Act 17 example of Paul as he's walking through Athens. And he uses the, the poets. He, he talks of the, the poets that, um, of the culture. He looks at the culture and is engaging with the culture and says, well, let me, let me do something for you here. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but let me do something for you here. Um, in looking at your culture, looking at your writers, looking at your, even your gods, let me maybe clarify for you something in regards to the unknown god that you might, may not know of, but actually permeates and is a part of so much of what we do. And you can really see that in all of our culture here in Australia and around the world, that really God's narrative can be seen that way. And I think that it's also something we can use, not to overuse it, but really we can point people to um, the gospel, um, to biblical concepts through film, because really most films, most books, most things that we see in our culture, in a way really um, point us are really taken from God's story in so many ways. I mean, you look at love, you can look at revenge, you can look at all the different things that you see in films that you really see in the Bible originally. And so I think there's some healthy ways of doing that. I, I do always caution people. I said it doesn't mean that it just gives you license to go see any film, because um, there are some films that are just... Uh, really will cause would cause many to sin, um, but yet I find that there are so many great films out there that really can point us to um, a discussion when it comes to the Bible or God. Well, Russ, I think it highlights the value of someone like yourself who can mm. reflect on movies and say these are the elements of this movie which are positive, these are the things that are actually uh, uh, theological in a film or these are philosophical aspects and even then pointing out the dangers because I remember a time when uh, when I would go to the movies and I had no idea I had no clue how to actually make an assessment about a film right. so having a film reviewer like yourself who 
who wants to connect the elements of the film with the gospel message uh, and to then dissuade people, perhaps, if the movie is one that you ought not see, uh, having that level of wisdom is a tremendous, tremendous value. Do you find that people uh, reflect that with you? Oh, well, I mean, I'd hope, you know, I mean, you never want to sit there and go, oh, yes, my wisdom is just so. <laughs> I mean, I really, I do, I really do um, value that. I also see it as, a, as quite a responsibility because, you know, you, you still want to make sure that you're reflecting your Christian view of it, but then also be able to point people to thinking deeper about it. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that even with Christians and with those that um, don't have a faith, um, that to see it be going beyond entertainment, that it does influence us. I mean, you know, when you think of Star Wars, when you think of even the most recently like The Revenant or Creed and some of these films that have um, come out that really have quite a message in them, if we would think about it for a moment and go, well, you know, that really points us to God in this component or even in the most recent Batman v Superman um, film that you can really see in most superhero films kind of a, almost a messianic um, um, Christ-like figure many times in many of the superheroes that are there. And so it's not that you have to force it, because I think that you have to be careful not to force the gospel or force Jesus into a story. But I think that if you just take a moment and sit back and kind of go, well, how does this actually reflect something from the Bible? And then how could I have a conversation with somebody afterwards, be it my family, be it with my friends or my coworkers? How would I be able to do that afterwards? It's actually quite enjoyable. And as we find with most of our real dialogue events, that they always end way too early because they last about um, 30 to 45 minutes after the film. And you'd think people would be exhausted. They don't want to necessarily hang around for that long. But we find that we have to end up kind of pushing people out of the theaters because they just really want to engage and discuss these points. What you're saying is uh, when people get warmed up, they really can see the insights more clearly when it comes to the way you might assess a film. And, uh, you know, on the face of it, you might not think much but once you start to ask the right questions of the film, then uh, the whole dialogue begins to open. Exactly. I think that, um, and, and people do want to discuss it. I mean, if you going beyond just saying, was that film good or was it bad? Um, you know, it's really kind of digging in. Why was it good and why was it bad? But then also, if you were to take something from it, um, what would it be? What were some learning points? But also I find, I don't know about you, you know, with your experience with, uh, with family, with children, um, so many children, so many different people that I come in contact with that can recite um, movie lines quite easily um, while they have a challenging time kind of uh, memorizing even their Bible passages, which, you know, that's, uh, you know I definitely find that that's uh, maybe not a good thing, but it's definitely something that kind of maybe we should kind of look into and see the influence that entertainment has on our culture. Well, I want to invite our listeners to participate in our conversation today, Russ. Uh, okay, we're talking about, you know, how to think like a Christian when going to the movies. Well, our right. talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. How do you think like a Christian at the movies? And uh, how discerning do you think you should be in choosing movies mm. for yourself or for your family? And uh, even the invitation uh, to people who perhaps uh, have walked out of a film. Uh, tell us why you walk out of a film. And sometimes it's because the values that you expected to see in the film don't match the values that you hold to yourself personally. And uh, and sometimes uh, you need to perhaps uh, get up and walk out. I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you find people, uh, when you're engaging with Christians, Russ, and this is interesting because I'm sure you don't walk out of the film, 
But do no, you find that actually, some people say actually, they do? My, my, wife, my wife will tell you, there are certain films that I do, actually, even as a film reviewer, that I will, if it just gets to a point where I find that either the story is going to cause me to go down um, paths that I don't want to, I will walk out. I don't have to necessarily stay in the film. Um, I won't review that film, most likely, if I don't watch it all the way through. But there's also films that I've seen recently that um, I found were quality-wise were, were exceptionally good or really um, engaging or exciting, but yet I, wouldn't, I, I would be hard-pressed to recommend. You know? So there, yeah, I, I, you do find that. I think that you have to make those choices. I, I, I talk about that in one of my talks called Lord of the Lens, that you do have to kind of discern where your line is as far as what it is that you can handle, what, where, where, how far is too far for you when it comes to if it's language, if it's uh, sexual content, if it's violence. Um, you have to kind of discern for yourself, but also you need to really look to the Bible and what God has to say about it. Okay, so it is an, in some respects an individual thing where you draw the line yeah, because yeah, think- uh, for some people the line's going to be at different places. It can be. I mean, I think that there are definitely um, key points that I think the Bible really addresses, but I think that there's so much that is kind of gray um, in that, that I think that it does come down to an individual discussion. I think that people really need to kind of go through and consider it. Just like an example, if you were to talk with my wife, um, she really has a a tough time with um, the certain degrees of violence. While many of my male friends wouldn't really have that issue, while um, she wouldn't have as many issues with maybe some of the romantic components, while some of us men would definitely say, you know what, actually, I think that I'm going to have to draw the line here, not just because I don't necessarily like romance. You know? Okay, well, let's, uh, let's actually talk about uh, a real movie that's on at the cinemas at the moment, okay. uh, one called Batman versus Superman, The Dawn, Dawn of, Justice. of Justice. Right. Uh, so if we're looking at that movie, and uh, I've got to confess I haven't seen the movie, uh, okay. But I know that you're the expert on this, and uh, so, <laughs> so uh, if I ask you about uh, Batman versus Superman, and look, the listeners may well have seen it, and they might have their own thoughts on sure. the movie, but uh, how do you talk about God when you discuss the movie Batman versus Superman? Fantastic. Yeah, now, um, just to kind of preempt everybody, if you're listening, if you have not seen the film, I am a huge advocate, as my children would tell you, I do not give spoilers, so I will not be doing anything as far as, like, breaking any major rules that you haven't seen in uh, the trailers and such. So if I do talk about it, that I will stay away from any key twists or plot lines that you would spoil it if you haven't seen it. So just to kind of give you that um, a precursor. But um, within it, for those of the, those who may not be familiar with it, it's uh, a DC Universe. Um, Batman um, or Bruce Wayne is actually holding account, wants to hold account Superman based on the last film that they did, which is called Man of Steel. He and another character called General Zod had a huge fight in a battle and destroyed Metropolis. And in essence, Bruce Wayne, or the Batman, wants to hold Superman accountable for that. And then he ends up deciding that he's going to have to take him on um, himself as the Batman character. In, in the mix of this, all of this, is that there's this great character called Lex Luthor, who, um, who's played by Jesse Eisenberg, who is kind of the villain, as it were, in the film. And he really tries to and actually brings together the ultimate match, I mean, the fight that it were between Batman and Superman. And so uh, going to your question, just kind of setting that up so people kind of are aware of that, Batman and Superman, um, two super 
superheroes, as it were. We many of us have been exposed to them throughout the years. There have been many different films about it. Um, but interestingly enough, um, both Jesse, the Jesse Eisenberg character, Lex Luthor, and also through the writing of, of Zack Snyder, who's the director, um, there are so many points of discussion when it comes to God. Um, some of the key quotes from that film were, um, we know better, don't we? Um, this is Lex Luthor speaking. We, bet, we know better, don't we? Devil, devils don't come from hell beneath us. They come from the sky. Or the fact that um, he also says that God is tribal, God takes sides. If God is all-powerful, he cannot be good. And so there's all these, and there's so many other ones. There's so many references. He has this one great um, kind of monologue where he talks about this one uh, painting that he has in his um, studio uh, that just kind of gives you automatic opportunities to be able to say to somebody, well, do you really believe that? I mean, do you believe that if God is all-powerful that he couldn't be good? Um, is a great kind of starting point for conversation, for coffee afterwards, and for people to kind of chew on that and kind of consider it. I mean, it's being said from the, ba- the bad guy's position or the villain's position, but also when you look at the fact that these two good men, these two superheroes, are fighting against one another, and it's almost a revenge um, sort of plot line. Is that the kind of, you know, God that we're looking at, or is there a God beyond this? Is there a God beyond the kind of whole superhero mindset? And so I think that there are just uh, uh, loads of opportunities. I mean, the film itself, it it tried to do too much. It was a little bit too muddled um, as far as... uh, all the things that they tried to do in one film. It wasn't a great film, but it wasn't a bad film. I I definitely would um, encourage people to see it. I think that it was better than some, but not as good as others. Well, I think we'll talk some more about uh, this particular one, Batman versus Superman, The Dawn of Justice. Uh, But just quickly to reflect on uh, the way you rate a film, Russ, because uh, oftentimes when you hear of uh, ratings, you know, if it's a TV program, whatever, uh, talking about films and they'll say it's a three-star rating well i'm interested in the fact that you've got a different set of dimensions with ratings you've got an overall rating you've got a cinematic rating and you've got your real dialogue rating how do you actually come up with these ratings and and you have an overall then that uh, that actually uh, makes your rating it's it's like a breakdown isn't it that's right. Well, wow. thanks for actually looking at the the blogs and the the and the information there. Um, yeah, what I what I've done is it's actually kind of comes from some of the talks that I've given in the past. Is that I really challenge people to look first: is the film any good? I mean, is it worthwhile? What is it that you liked about it? How would you like to engage with it? Was it great cinematically? Was the acting good? Um, what what components of it did you really enjoy, and what parts didn't you enjoy, and why why would you've given it a good rating or a bad rating? So that's kind of the cinematic rating component for me. But then for for my for probably a lot of my readership and a, a lot of people that um, I write for, also um, considering some of the real dialogue or. Um, the points of contact where you could come in and discuss um, kind of the the scriptural or biblical components of it. And that's always at the, usually at the bottom of my reviews there at City Bible Forum and also on Rustling Reviews and, and also on Insights, that we look at some of the bigger questions that kind of come from that. And so, like with um, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, um, I, I didn't give it, I gave it kind of an average rating as far as the cinematic rating, but I actually gave it a, a higher rating, and the whole rating it's, itself, the overall rating, lifted because of the opportunities kind of to discuss God and the Bible.
helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We're talking how do you think like a Christian when you go to the movies. Our talkback line open 1-800-316-316. Russell Matthews, our guest, movie reviewer with City Bible Forum. He's also a reviewer for Insights Magazine, Entertainment Fuse, and his own blog called Rustling Reviews. Uh, Russ, let's take some calls. Sounds uh, great. Let's hear from Gary in Sydney. Hi, Gary. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, hello. Yes, um, I'm just wondering where do you actually you think is a good line to draw like, I was watching the other day Daredevil, right? Right, the old one. Where the good, where the bad, was a bad villain who was trying to kill all the bad people, but the, the Daredevil was saying, you know, like... Uh, Gary, I'm not sure we've still got you, but uh, your response to what, Gary? Gary, we got you, Gary? Yeah, I'm here. Yep, okay. Yep. Your thoughts, Russ? Yep, um... I think one of the things you need to do, Gary, I mean, uh, as far as Daredevil the movie or Daredevil the uh, um, the TV series, either one, I mean, you're going to deal, you're going to be dealing with violence, and you're going to be dealing with um, certain levels of, of also language and some of the different challenges that kind of come with that. I think what you need to do um, in regards to determining where you draw the line is you need to really look at um, what would cause you to actually get to sin, um, would it, you know, in your mind or in, in your thoughts or even in your language or your behavior, if it would cause you to sin, I'd probably recommend that you stop watching it. But also, um, if it's something where you're able to kind of engage with the film or with the television program and then be able to consider and look at how could I maybe um, bridge this conversation, even though it is with a, a film that is maybe a little bit more violent than others, but that would be able to bridge into a conversation with somebody um, about God and the Bible. So I think for yourself what you need to do is just really take time to pray about it and consider um, where is that line and where is the best thing for you and what maybe you should avoid and which films would be okay for you to go to see. Gary from Sydney, thanks so much for your, uh, your uh, comment today here on 2020. one 316 if you'd like to join into our conversation. Let's hear from Owen in North Queensland. Hello, Owen. Welcome along. Hey, Owen. Hi there. Uh, I'm not real good on names, and uh, and yet um, movies, a sort of literal type, you know, language movies seem to appeal to me where there are good values and... Um, people returning to the faith in, in in or finding a faith is I find good movies there's not a lot of them I'm not really sure how how you would have rated the latest movie I went to see the other day uh, the lady in the van a very uh, oh yeah very moving movie very uh, not for not totally for oldies I think there's a lot of uh, in the movie about uh, you know age and and getting old and uh, what is a good life, it really highlights sort of um, the older lady is in a van and she's a destitute lady. Yeah. I'll say about it to spoil it for everybody, but it has a wonderful ending and um, there's a man who's in. Her life, she, she actually um, is parking in his driveway, which is... Um, yeah. and, and, uh, Owen, let's get a, a few thoughts from Russ here. Russ, your thoughts on uh, the lady in the van. 
Yeah, actually, there was one that I, I good on you, and I mean that's because that's kind of an art house film. I kind of put those in the art house category, meaning you know they're kind of down at the, um, the the smaller theaters that kind of show these specialty ones. But it's a Maggie Smith film. Uh, Maggie Smith, you know, maybe from Downton Abbey. You know her from um, other great films, and she does. She plays a, it's a based on, it's based loosely on a true story of Alan Bennett, who's a, a playwright who all of a sudden has a homeless woman who ends up. Um, parking her van in essence in um in his driveway for quite a few years and just watching their relationship grow um there's components that you know you definitely can say that are it might have some warning for it's definitely not for younger children but it is really an endearing story of relationships and uh caring for others um it definitely has a compassionate message to it that even those that may suffer from certain levels of mental illness um or even the homeless um that you, it, that we really need to do all that we can to care for them, that they are God's creation. Um, it actually has a, a really endearing storyline to it. I, I actually would recommend it um, for, this would definitely be one for the moms and dads to go out and enjoy as, a, as a, probably a good date night movie. Thank you so much to Owen from North Queensland, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We're coming up to the news shortly, and uh, we'll continue to take calls after the news. But let's hear from Anne in Labrador in Queensland. Hi, Anne. Welcome along. Okay, thank you Hi, very Anne. much. Um, I don't go to the movies very much, but I do go to ones that based on the true story mostly. One was the King's Speech, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and the latest one that I went to was do with a dog that was on the to protect the penguins on the yeah, island. Oddball. Oddball, oddball, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. That's right. And I just think sometimes when they're based on the true story, then you can sort of have that. Uh, you can talk about that in the and you know because it's it's got a trueness in it. Yeah. Oh, I and I think I agree with you. I mean, I think that that's definitely one of Hollywood's um, one of the things that they really try to capitalize on is mm-hmm. finding those stories that are based on true stories because there's something that really pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. I'd really recommend for you. It's I think that it's just exiting theaters, but a phenomenal film that seemed to kind of go under the radar that was based on a true story was called The Finest Hours. The Finest Hours, and it is based on a story of a ship that um, is off the coast of Massachusetts in the United States, and this this team that goes out, it's, it's like based in the 1950s, but it is a phenomenal film with Chris Pine. Um, I definitely would recommend, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you have to kind of take it, they do take artistic license with most of those films, but all in all, I agree with you, actually, I love The King's Speech and Oddball. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best children's movies, and if you, if you realize, it's one of the biggest Australian films of last year, so yeah, mm-hmm. it was a great film. Yeah, I've got the DVD of The King's Speech. Ah, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. Because I, I thought that it's something to keep because it has that uh, relationship with the Queen and, and you know, the, his, her father and, and that. Yeah. yeah. So it really sort of has history in it as and well. And I've got to cut you a little short there, okay, but thank you so much okay. for your thank call you. today. We're going to news in just a moment and back with more talking about the movies. How do you think like a Christian when going to the movies? one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen to join our conversation. Russ Matthews, our guest, movie reviewer with City Bible Forum. We're back with more after the news. Coming up... Russell Matthews, when we talk about movies, it's not as though Hollywood is ignorant of Christian values. In fact, Christian values have been a part of movies ever since movies started to be made. And, uh, That's right. and there's no lack of great Christian films that are coming out, even in the cinemas, on big box office releases uh, that are happening this year. That's right. 
Yeah, actually, it's uh, you know, actually the first the first film that was really made was based on the Ten Commandments, and so I mean, this is all the way back in the twenties. So, yeah, I mean, Hollywood and the Bible, actually, and Christian faith has actually had this interesting intermixing throughout. And recently, in a, it's actually not a Christian film, but um, in the movie Hail Caesar, which is a Coen Brothers film, they are completely have a go at kind of like how to kind of the, the ludicrousness of Hollywood and how they kind of go back and forth between what they try and show or portray and what they're actually doing. But within it, they actually end up showing and actually presenting one of the most clear gospel presentations in film as of late, and also this beautiful depiction of um, Jesus on the cross. Um, And so as far as kind of the bringing together of Hollywood and Christian faith, you would think that they're at odds, but really so many times, um, I mean, because if you look at it, the Passion of the Christ is still the the number one um, MA15 rated film of all time. So I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, an interesting bringing together, and there are some really good ones that have come out interestingly enough this year. Uh, we mentioned earlier on the movie Risen, and uh, it's been popular. I'm not sure yeah. how it's gone around the world because uh, it's not just uh, whether it's done well in Australia, but these things are global releases. Uh, have you heard uh, much about how Risen has been successful around the world? Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't broken the box office records as much as some of the other um, faith-based films, but it's done really, it's done exceptionally well. And for me personally, um, I found that it was one of the best. Um, films that they've done in regards to kind of handling, especially the resurrection, because they they focus primarily on a non uh, uh, a fiction a, fi- a fictitious character as far as kind of the uh, supposed uh, centurion who put the seal on the tomb before it, before Jesus rose, and then he had to go through and investigate it, and so it ends up kind of being this biblical CSI kind of experience. Um, and it was just really well done. It was a uh, Joseph Fiennes was the lead character in that film, and a really good cast. I mean, the writing, the end was all right, but really, all in all, it was a good film and definitely one that was uh, worthwhile engaging with. And it, it did it did fine in the states, um, not as well as I think Sony would have liked for it to do, based on some of the other big films like God Is Not Dead and. Um, and some of the other films that have come out recently. And, of course, uh, there's others like Miracles from Heaven. Uh, right. It's another one that's been popular and, uh, and you know, attracting big-name stars to yeah. be part of those movies. And the, another one coming out a little later this year, a remake of the old Ben-Hur. Right. Ben-Hur's coming out in August, and uh, we're, we're looking, we're hoping to be able to do a real dialogue event uh, with that. I, I have to say, Neil, I feel for the, the producers and director of this film in the sense of taking on such a huge story, which it's been done numerous times, I mean, but with the Charlton Heston version and the classic um, component of that film, it'll be, I think it'll be hard to live up to that, but it's looking good, it's looking like a good action film, and it does look like they haven't sacrificed the um, uh, Jesus story that's a kind of overlaid of the whole Ben-Hur story. Well, we are taking calls. You might like to participate in our conversation today. We're talking about movies. How do you think like a Christian at the movies? Well, 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to participate in our conversation, let's take a call from Paul in Victoria. Hi, Paul. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, guys. How's it going? Very well, Paul. Excellent. Listen, I'd just like to give you my opinion about the movie. Listen... I was disappointed with it because it raising this fictional person 
into a true story. And I felt that it just took away from the true story of what the Bible displays, what Jesus went through. Okay, an interesting uh, thought. Uh, your your uh, reaction, Russ? Oh, Paul, I definitely think that that's a fair, uh, a fair thing for you to say. I think that, uh, especially because I think that most people really want, you know, just kind of the purity of the message. But there's so much of the, there's so much written that we have in the four Gospels, but there's also so much that we don't really know. And so they're going to have to take artistic license with any of those things. And I think one of the things that really worked well for Risen is the fact that the central character was a character that could have existed. I mean, they must have had a Roman that going through and investigating where is the body of this guy that we just killed, and all of a sudden now he's gone. So there had to be somebody like him that actually did exist. But the fact that the, all, of the, uh, the, all of the biblical characters that are happening in this film, they really handled quite um, honorably. I found that the only one that they, I think that they really um, didn't, I think that they kind of took on some of the mythology of the Mary of Magdalene opposed to the actual, um, what we actually know of Mary Magdalene. But besides that, I felt like they handled the disciples, Jesus, and all of those characters um, very well. And I think having a a fictitious character in the middle of the story, it kind of gave them a little bit of artistic license to be able to go through and say, hey, I have a feeling that people would be asking these questions. I think that people would be going, did it really happen? Did the disciples really take him? What really occurred? And so to have this character going through and investigating it and also um, really seeking out and trying to find the truth, I, I found that it was really quite endearing and it worked. But I definitely, I definitely understand, Paul. I really respect the fact that there are some that really want to make sure that, that if it's going to be a depiction of the Bible, that every ca- aspect of it is handled properly. Um, so I definitely respect your position. Paul from Victoria, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020. one 316 If you'd like to be part of our conversation, let's take a call from Emmanuel in Perth in WA. Hi, Emmanuel. Welcome along. Hi, Neil. How are you? Hey, Very Emmanuel. Well. What are your thoughts? Hey, hey. Um, I'm just ringing up about, I think um, as you get older and you get more wiser in your Christian walk, um, that you seem to be more discerning about um, uh, going to the movies. Um, so looking it up, I know there's a number of uh, websites now, that uh, Christian websites that rate different movies and and tell you what sort of content's in there. Yeah. But uh, I'm finding um, those resources are, are, are very, very helpful in discerning um, what movie to go to. Maybe it has too much, too many sex scenes or too much violence. But I think um, as you become uh, wiser in your Christian walk and, uh, yeah, you just seem to discern more about... Um, what not to go to and and uh, use those resources online. Yeah, oh, I agree. There's some really good resources out there. I think that um, definitely uh, be going to and listening to different commentators on it. Um, thankfully, I think in this era, um, to go into a film and be surprised by the content is really because you haven't taken the time to kind of go through and study it out. So I think that there are some great resources out there. 
Thank you so much to Emmanuel from Perth, 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation today. An interesting, uh, an interesting side aspect of something along the lines of what Emmanuel was sharing. Uh, you know, he says as you get a bit older, you get a little bit more discerning. But uh, your <laughs> you'd, thoughts... You'd hope that we would. <laughs> you hope that we would. But, uh, but the question arises that uh, when we're raised with certain values... I wonder whether your thoughts uh, on this, uh, whether those values actually influence the type of movies that we will be drawn to at the cinema. Oh, definitely. I think I think it's a, it's a great thing to consider, and also um, a, a, a great thing to consider for parents. Um, I think sometimes we, it's so easy sometimes to use um, film or sending children to the film um, as almost a babysitter for two hours, you know, opposed to kind of going, well, wait a minute, even in children's films, there's things to me even kind of discern, oh, really, should my child be exposed to that? Or on the flip side, if they're exposed to something that's kind of outside of the Christian view of, of the world, if we, if we see that, then should we be there with our child to make sure that we're doing all that we can to raise them um, with the right with what is the actual Christian view or the biblical view on that. And I think that it definitely can and will. I, I think that you'll get prompted. I mean, if you go into a film as an adult and you go into a film and you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be so much content of if it's nudity or violence or language that I can't handle, that you do have the ability to actually stand up and walk out. Um, it's, it's not a problem at all for you to be able to do that. And I think that it's definitely something for us to consider that we should be putting all the things that come into our visual and also what we hear through a biblical lens um, and really consider, is this worthwhile me going to, even though I might find it entertaining, um, is it helping or hurting my faith? 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Let's take a call from Robin in Sydney. Hello, Robin. Welcome along. Hello. Yes, Hi, look, uh, I've seen recently on the television, on the God TV, and at other times, uh, Christian movies, which I found very disappointing. <laughs> it's not that whether they introduce a fictional character, that's okay, as long as the story itself is not changed, as long as it doesn't change the um, the lines or the events of the real characters they seem to add they seem to change and add to the story right. itself for instance the AD uh, television movie that was made recently Roma Downey and her husband who was uh, in um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And she produced with her husband the AD. And I've seen a few other movies. They change the story. They change what Mary Magdalene said or what Jesus said or something else, which, you know, it's supposed to make it more interesting, I suppose. But it's not authentic. If they introduce a character, that's fine. I'm all for that. Looking at it from that person's point of view, I'm all for that. Good thoughts, Robin. But uh, when you talk about this creative license uh, that you were uh, talking about, Russ, uh, creative license, I guess, has a point where it goes over the top and uh, and actually changes everything. Right. 
Well, I think, I think it's, it's two things that one of the biggest challenges for faith-based films or Christian films, um, whichever, whatever, whatever you prefer to, prefer to call them, they have. It's one, how, how, how much of the um, actual lines or, or what it is that we have in the biblical narrative um, is included and how much of it has to be kind of added in for artistic component to kind of keep the story moving along. It's a huge challenge, and it's one of those things that I don't know how any anyone really gets it completely right every single time, even in the, some of the most beloved Christian films, um, you know, it, that it's it's still so much that they're going to kind of come up against. Well, did Jesus really say that, or did you know, did God really um, have this intent for it? I think the other challenge I find with most Christian films. It's kind of what I, I was talking about, even about what they did with Batman v Superman. Sometimes they try to do too much that they um, they try to make sure that they've got to get every side and every component of the story in, and so then it becomes so overwhelming that it, it ends up kind of drawing down or drawing uh, or really challenging the storyline itself opposed to really taking some of the key components of the story and really kind of delivering that over a, a two-hour period or however long the film ends up being. And, but the last thing, I think going to Robin's point, and I think one of the things that I really, this would probably be a challenge to all of us um, as Christians when we go see a film, especially a Christian film or a film based on the Bible, is how well do you know your Bible? You know, how well have you gone through, and when you see something, it goes, well, wait a minute, I don't know if that really occurred, but then it, do you, how do you know that? Have you gone through and studied it? And I, that's probably one of my biggest challenges, like even seeing Risen recently, um, going back, and even though I've read the Gospels numerous times to go in and go, ah, oh, did the Bible actually address this or not? Um, did that character actually say this or not? And I think it's really um, a good challenge for us to actually go back and go, hey, how much of my Bible do I actually know? Robin from Sydney, thanks so much for your input today on 2020. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Leanne in Victoria. Hi, Leanne. Hi, how are you going? Very well. What are your thoughts, Leanne? I really love movies. I see a movie maybe once a week if I can, and I go with God every time I go. Um, And whether they're faith-based or not, I find I have wonderful lessons that he teaches me through them. Um, Philomena, one a couple of years ago, um, recently, Suffragette, um, there was also one about, I can't remember what it was called, but it was Mulhalla, the, late, the little girl who got shot. And was, I think, um, was that not one of the best documentaries oh, ever? I love that absolutely film. Absolutely fantastic. It was. And, and, and the character, I mean, the central character, I mean, the, the actual documentary, is she's, she's from a Muslim background, but man... That just was an amazing film, and it really was a challenge for us um, to really even look at, you know, what are you willing to stand for or do for your faith? I mean, it was, uh, I I definitely agree with you. It just came out on DVD. If you get a chance, I would recommend anybody to see that film. It's a good film. Yes, and I think that we really can take um, a lot of powerful messages um, away from movies that aren't faith-based, I think probably more so, because you're looking at people who don't have a faith and how they're dealing with life or the circumstance that's before them. And um, it's the same with kids' movies. Even with the faith-based ones, I find it's wonderful to open the dialogue, even though they get things wrong. As you said, it challenges you to go back and read God's Word, pick out what was read wrong or how they interpreted it. People to interpret it differently as well and I think that's a great opportunity with kids movies to talk to my kids about it, 
and explain what really happened or that wasn't right. And it just opens a dialogue, which I think we can all take that opportunity to, to spread God's word. Hey, you're definitely speaking my language, Leanne. I mean, I think that it's it's seeing the opportunities, and then, but also not disengaging, especially when it comes to our children. I find that um, it's one of the most endearing and exciting times for me is after the film to be able to sit down, be it in the car or being it over dinner afterwards, and just sit down and chat with them and talk with them about it. What do we learn? What can we understand and know? What does it say about God? Um, it, I think that it, it really is just a great opportunity and post to just kind of letting them go and be entertained to actually sit down and engage with them about it. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Good to have you along with us on 2020. We're talking about how to think like a Christian when you're going to the movies. Our special guest this hour, Russell Matthews, who's movie reviewer for City Bible Forum. If you're wondering how to get a hold of a lot of these reviews and things and get Russ's insights, citybibleforum.org is the website and you can easily access those movie reviews there. Uh, Russ, uh, running out of time, but let's take a quick call. Jonathan in Perth. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome along. Hey, Jonathan. Are you with us, Jonathan? Yes, uh, I think uh, I watched a few movies and one that really demonstrated the death of Christ, according to Isaiah 53, because casually some people have been demonstrating this, but they forget the really part of it. But I watched this movie really deal with the crucifixion of Christ, and really it's a powerful one. And somebody was talking about when the man, when we crucified Christ, there was a man, Bible said that, he said, I'm a man, but he realized that Jesus truly was the son of God. And the next movie, after it, this man was seeking the truth. So there are some things that are hidden from us, but no guy who I think they can go deeper and really review the truth. So it is who they should keep on doing that. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Jonathan uh, talking about, uh, I imagine you're talking about the passion of the Christ. Right. And, uh, and, but I guess uh, the depiction of the crucifixion and resurrection happens in a lot of those uh, biblical Christian movies. Right. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Russ? Well, I think that uh, I think it's one of those things that that actually even comes down to kind of a discernment standpoint because I think sometimes people can take it like the Passion of the Christ was powerful. I mean, just a powerful depiction and really just kind of showing the um, all of the stages of um, the crucifixion and leading up to that. Um, I don't know if it's one of those films that you could watch numerous times because it's just so emotionally draining, but I think that it definitely shows the power and probably brings forward the emotion of that. Um, I, I had one of the um, audience members when they came to see the Risen film, they said, you know, it was still exceptionally powerful. It wasn't as over the top when it came to when it came to the Passion of the Christ, but it still left me in tears when you really start to look at and understand and know what Jesus did for us. And coming off this past weekend of Easter, I think that um, any of those films, um, hopefully what people would come away with would be just understanding because, I mean, we can't even begin to understand all that he experienced, but seeing the visual depiction, I think, hopefully would draw people to a relationship with Christ, or at least considering that when you look at what he went through for the sake of our sins and what we can actually know and understand of salvation through God.
Thank you to Jonathan from Perth. Uh, and we won't be able to take any more calls, but thanks to those who called in through the hour. And just to, to talk about those sorts of films, uh, just very quickly, Russ, and perhaps I'll just make this as a comment because I want to ask you about very quickly about uh, films out for the holidays. But sure. when, whenever you see those depictions of uh, the crucifixion, they can never tell you the truth of what really is going on. In order to understand the truth, you have to, as Jonathan said, go back to Isaiah 53. You have to come back to the Scriptures to actually understand what the meaning of that message is. It's the story of the cross that those things uh, that they depict, but uh, the message is truly only discerned when we come back to the Bible. Look, let's uh, talk about quickly the best films for school holidays. Uh, if If you've got parents listening in now... Uh, thinking, where shall I send the kids uh, off to a movie? Uh, what's coming up that uh, that might be worthwhile? Well, I think that the two films that were on the top of my list that I, that coming out for children um, would be would be definitely be the first to be Zootopia, which is already out in theaters. Just a phenomenal film. What's interesting about it is that it really entertains on so many different levels, um, young children to preteens to um, to adults. I think you can really gain something from this. Has a, it's not heavy-handed with its life lesson um, in reg- regards to treating others fairly, and you can achieve their different things in life. But uh, it's just a, a great, endearing film, and it was really quite enjoyable as far as from a Disney um, animation. The other one that I just got to see, and I can't really go into a full-on review because there's technically an embargo. We can't. We're not supposed to review the film until the second of April, but we got to see it yesterday. Um, I'm going to highly recommend it, though. Is uh, is the jungle, the live-action Jungle Book, which is going to be coming out in April? So I definitely would encourage you to get along to see that one. Um, and then finally, I probably would give a little bit of apprehension um, towards, but it's mainly just kind of goes to all that we've been talking about over the last hour, is um, Kung Fu Panda 3. If you've seen the first two films, you've seen this film. I mean, in essence, it's the same storyline, once again, of Poe the Panda. Um, But this one goes into such high um, levels of spiritualism, um, Taoism, as it were. Um, It'd definitely be one that I would uh, encourage parents, if you want to go see it, is to go see it with your children and then have a discussion afterwards about kind of some of the key differences between Christianity and also what's being taught on the screen. Well, some great insights. Russ, uh, those movies that you should look out for, those that you should be very cautious about and discerning as parents, I'll point people to the City Bible Forum website. Now, City Bible Forum does wonderful work uh, in the CBDs of cities around the nation, but uh, you can also access their website wherever you might be around Australia, citybibleforum.org, and there you'll find a whole lot of great movie reviews from Russell Matthews, who's their movie reviewer for City Bible Forum. Uh, Russ, great getting your insights today. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Anytime, anytime you want me back, I'd love to be here. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.